0: Welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Avin Reina, and I'm an investment coach here at Sage Investors and this is episode 64 and we're broadcasting on Periscope and we're also broadcasting all our episodes are also available uh, through iTunes in podcast format so you can check out our website and download all the episodes. So <clears throat> today, uh, Today's kind of a special day. I posted uh, a new blog a posting on our website, sageinvestors.ca, and it's our latest review of our robo advisor portfolio. Give you some background. If you've been following previous episodes of Stock Talk, if you've been following any of the blogs I posted on my website, uh, I've been posting quite a bit. I talk and comment quite a bit about Robo Advisors. This is this new model that's came out a few years ago. This online investing model where you can go to a website and enter a whole answer a whole bunch of questions and. Uh, RoboAdvisor, this portal, will develop a portfolio for you of stocks and bonds, and it will invest it for you and manage it for you. And it's really taken the industry by storm. A lot of people saying it's disrupting the whole traditional way of how we do, how we manage investments, how we make investment decisions. And it's cool, it has done, it has done quite a bit. And, uh, but one of the things I've always, you know, I've been wondering, I question about it, and I've spoken quite a bit about it, is is performance. Um, Can you make money? with a robo-advisor service or using a robo-advisor type model and anytime i ask this question to anybody in financial services or i talk to other bloggers or i talk to other you know investment uh, specialists you kind of or i talk to other robo, i've talked to i've talked to robo-advisor companies and usually the answer you get you just get these blank stares and just, just literally nobody wants to go there about it people want to spend more time talking about how pretty the colors are on the company's website and how easy it is to set up an account that you can, you know, set up an account on using your phone, and that's great. But at the end of the day, why are we invest? We invest to make money. We're not here to prop up some kind of back office out there. We're here to make money. We're here to grow our savings. So, I've always been asking this question: like, do these companies make money? So, like, you know, I'm putting my hard-earned savings into this type of uh, service. Am I going to get a return out of it? Could do I have a good chance of getting a return on it? And I've asked this question so many times, <clears throat> I wasn't getting any response. So I decided, you know what, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to figure, try to answer this question on my own. So two years ago, I set up an account. I picked a, a robo advisor service here in my neighborhood, I guess, uh, and uh, I put some money down my own. You know, I put my own money where my mouth is, and I, I put some money down, and I said, okay, here, here you go. Now manage it. Let's see how. This type of model um, would work, and essentially, what I've been doing the last couple of years is blogging about the experience, what I've experienced, what I've what I've gone through, how the whole process has been, and also, more importantly, the returns that I've generated. So, this past uh, January, as we just finished January, was really crossing the two-year anniversary of my Robo Advisor portfolio. So. Basically, the last post I want to talk about today is just, okay, so where are we? We're two years into this thing. What are the results? Am I making money out of this thing or is this just, you know, a fly-by-night kind of operation? So, let's look at the, so I just, today I just want to give you the highlights of, of, of my results, of my analysis, and it says, if you want more detail, you can go to the website, sageinvestors.ca. I have the blog post there and you can read, read it up too, but I'm just giving you the, the quick and dirty highlights of it. So, how do we do? How have we done two years later? first year the first year uh, last year was was a tough one the cut the portfolio lost about two two point one five percent this past year much better it actually did really well it didn't look good at the start of last year um, but it really picked up quite well and overall over the past year uh, the portfolio is up 13.2% if you look at it since inception, the portfolio is up almost uh, about 9.5%. So 9.5% over two years. Not bad, so I'm making money. So hey, you know what? The robo-advisor portfolio is is making me money. Um, the basic portfolio that was constructed for me was 85% um, allocated to stocks and 15% uh, to bonds, based on how I answered the risk profile questions um, by my robo-advisor. And in terms of activity, uh, the really hasn't been over the past year. The first year there was a bit of churn because they were alter they're basically switching a lot th- through some investment products through, th- through some ETFs. Um, in the past 12 months, there really hasn't been any churn. Like no, the the robo advisor, the the algorithm, the computer, whatever it is that's managing my uh, my money, um, didn't make any sell decisions. It's basically stuck, stand, stood pat, and kept um, the allocation eh, fairly fairly close. I think it's strayed away a little bit um, on the margins, but essentially that 85.15 allocation has pretty much stayed where it is, and so that's good because one of the things that the the whole Value proposition of it is sort of this passive investing kind of aspect where you just build your portfolio, grow your portfolio through proper asset allocation, and you just leave it and you just let let the market kind of build on top of it. And that's pretty much what's happened. So it's it's pretty much lived up to its uh, its name and what its intentions are. So that's kind of cool. Um, interesting to look at some of the allocations of it. There's eight ETFs in my robo advisor portfolio. US, Canadian foreign stocks, um, bonds, government, corporate bonds, real estate, um, so there's a quite a bit of Diverse uh, diversification in the portfolio and it's interesting at the start of last year every one of these uh, Asset components in my, in my portfolio was down. It was all in the red, but there's been such a dramatic change obviously because of the high return um, For example, the US component was up 16 almost 17 percent the past year um, The real estate portion which was down at 1.15 percent last year is actually down only 7 percent uh, the dividend component dividend uh, stock ETF with is, which was like down five percent last year is actually up now seven percent, and the Canadian component of it is up five percent. So it's definitely made some very positive moves, and it has because the market was was pretty good last year, and so it, uh, it definitely picked up. Uh, it generated a, a good, a pretty good, pretty healthy return. Um, one of the you know rules I look at when I look at investing, with especially stocks, is you know over the long term stocks tend to return between six to eight percent so if you're getting anything above that that's a pretty good year so we're up 13 percent last year that's a pretty good year so you know full props out to uh to the computer here another important uh observation Fees. One of the big value proposition items for the robo-advisors is fees are much lower compared to a traditional, you know, giving money to a traditional portfolio manager uh, or a mutual fund. Fees are much higher, robo-advisors claim that their fees are much lower. So I dug into the numbers and tried to calculate what my fees were, Um, and the cool thing with the robo advisor service, they're pretty upfront, they're very transparent in terms of what the fee structure is so it wasn't too hard to figure it out Um, so when i looked into the total fees basically it breaks it out into two components it's the fee you pay the robo advisor and the fee you pay to own the etfs the mer's for it so in terms of the fees to the robo advisor it came out to about 0.2 percent 20 basis points so 2.2 percent of my portfolio was given to was uh was fees and that came out to a grand total of ten dollars and 84 cents I basically invested $5,000 into this portfolio and so I paid last year $10.84 to the robo-advisor. In terms of fees for the ETFs, that came out to about 0.22%. So overall, my fees were 0.42%, uh, which again, is pretty good. It's pretty, you know, if you're, if your fees are under 1% total, that's pretty good Um, and if you're under half a percent that's even pretty good now the the key thing here is uh, i invested only five thousand dollars so with the service i'm using there is no real fees on any on any funds up to five thousand dollars so my fees were much lower but if i if you just took the same portfolio i had and had invested twenty five thousand dollars in it they would charge you another half percent so when you factor that in you would be paying, if I had much more money in the portfolio, I'd probably be paying closer to 1%. So it came up to 0.92%, so almost 1%. It's interesting to note that some of the EMERs in the uh, in the portfolio and on some of the ETFs were actually fell, uh, which was quite pleasant and positive to see, uh, especially some of the more actively managed kind of uh, components in the portfolio, their EMERs uh, trickled down a little bit too. So that was kind of cool. So the question I have is, okay, great, my fees are low, but uh, question I have is how do these companies make money like you know they got ten dollars and 84 cents out of me like oh my god like I don't think you can sustain a business generating 1084, 10 12 bucks off a portfolio you really need a lot of volume to really generate the type of income for these for these companies to really make it sustainable so you gotta wonder a little bit how sustainable it is. Like the margins on this type of advisory type service is gotta be like razor thin. So where do they make money? So that's kind of the first thing that jumps out of my mind. It's like, great, I'm not paying any fees, but holy crap, like <laughs> nobody is. And how does this company stay in business? That's one uh, aspect of it. Other observations that I had basically over the course of the year is uh, one is, I. I've continuously act when I set up the account I had to talk to somebody an advisor at the company who would ask me some questions about my risk profile and I would we have a conversation about the portfolio and stuff and I was like literally day one so that's two years ago and literally since that conversation two years ago I have yet to speak to a human being I have not heard a call I've not got a ring I've not even got a like a message or a voicemail from a human being and I'm okay with it because that's what I—that's what I expected. Um, but if you're the type of person who really wants to have a kind of a human kind of contact uh, interface. Um, with your uh, with your financial services company uh, in terms of talking about your portfolios this you, you might have some angst i can go pick up the phone and call somebody over there and they'll they will be more than willing to have a conversation with me but i have to initiate it they're not they're not going to follow up with me the onus is on me i'm the accountability is with me to make sure that i'm okay i'm good with it the only types of communication i do get is related to you know, when the market's crapping out or something like that, I'll get the nice little keep calm email and saying, you know what, don't panic, don't do anything, don't do make any sudden moves. That's the type of communication. But other than that, I'm not going to, I have yet, since I said set, set up the account, I've yet to talk to a human being. So you need to understand that when you're working with a robo advisor. Some are more, have a more of an advisory component to it. And that's basically you got to shop around. The one I chose doesn't have that. And, you know, I'm cool with it. It's all good. Um, Another thing that is interesting too is, as I said, when I started this, this was all about trying to figure out performance. Like, do these companies make money? It's interesting, they've been, there's been a lot of resistance by these robo advisor firms and providing performance. But now, you know what? We're starting, it seems like, you know, I felt like I was the only one talking about it. But now we're starting to see other people ask similar questions about this type of service. And it's interesting because my robo advisor, actually started posting some results and I was interesting that I went on their website and I saw they actually had like a chart of uh, portfolio performance of various types of uh, portfolios that they manage and I was never there before I've never seen that in the last two years I don't know when it came out if it just came out like recently but it's there and so now we actually have some 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 substance some some tangible things to talk about in terms of performance and the the what what's really interesting is that the, but there's some questions too now their model that they were basing it on uh, was a growth model consisting of an 80 20 split between stocks and bonds now my portfolio is 85 15 so um, it's you know you can't compare that as a benchmark to what my portfolio is because uh, in just terms of how the allocation is. And actually, the cool thing about my robo-advisor is they actually broke down the 8020. I didn't even think they'd go there, but I was really stunned and pleasantly surprised to see, wow, they actually broke down the uh, the asset allocation for this model portfolio that they that they manage, and so that was that was a good thing. So that's positive to me as a positive uh, event that we're starting to see these companies become a little bit more forthcoming with disclosure in terms of performance. This is all this is all I've been asking for because I think it's important for them. I think it'll give them much more street cred to 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 put themselves out there to be transparent on on that and let the market decide whether they're a good service or a bad service. If they want to offer all these wonderful fringe services around it, fine. But at the end of the day it's gotta be revolved around the performance. So, that was an interesting um, comment. Uh, <clears throat> as I said, a lot of other people are starting to ask this question about performance, and it was interesting because it just recently there was an article, um, a company in, this, in the US, Condor, I think Condor Investments or something, um, they did an analysis. They actually invested chunks of money in all the different U.S. robo advisor firms, and, and are doing what I'm doing, just tracking the returns of it. And so they published their latest report in terms of one-year returns on these various ro- robo advisors. And so they, you know, these are taught. These are like your your Betterment and your Schwab's and your Vanguard type of robo, you know, online management services. So it was interesting because the top ranked in their you know, analysis was the Charles Schwab one, which generated about 10% return. And the bottom one, the number 10 ranked service, was the was the Vanguard one, which was really surprising because Vanguard is like the Vanguard and iShares are the it kind of they are the they are ETFs. You know, they dominate the ETF landscape. And Vanguard's value proposition is just rock bottom fees, 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 fees. They pound the table on like fees being like next to nothing. And it's interesting that the lowest cost producing ETFs out there which are a lot of mostly like Vanguard kind of funds um, didn't do as well as as other ones which charge higher fees so I found that and I think I think everybody found that quite whoa it's like that's pretty interesting Um, what's that what's that all about and a lot of it has to do with their asset mix and this comes down to understanding like that you have to be careful with if you're going to go and invest with a robo-advisor firm is not all robo-advisors invest in the same way they all have different approaches the van the vanguard etf uh vanguard robo-advisor uh fund service took a much more aggressive approach in terms of their equities and they got burnt in a little bit in a way they were more into the foreign content compared to the other companies which were more maybe focused more domestically so that had an impact on performance so when you're looking at these portfolios when you're if you're considering looking at a robo advisor service to manage your money take you gotta look under the hood you gotta do some due diligence don't just assume well it's got a pretty website and I like the colors and all that stuff that's just, that's that's noise. You really have to look under the hood and say, what kinds of assets are these companies investing in? What are they telling their computers to buy and sell and manage? Pretty important part. So in terms of uh, conclusions, like we're two years into it, you know, I'm making money out, the portfolio's making money, fees seem to be in in check. It's making money in a good market. The market's been great and it's you know, I've been able to get a chunk of that out of that in terms of return. So it's great. Now am I ready to pound the table and say go out and look at these robo advisors? No, I'm not because it's only two years. So we've had one up year, we've had one down year. And you know, two years is just not enough. Like history to really formulate a, a really good sound judgment. I mean, we need about a good five more years, a good five years, really, a good five-year cycle of of not just stock market going up. We want to see how these things behave in a bad market, in a in a in a stressed market. How do people are going to react to their portfolios when they're going down? Because emotions, and, that, and this is, as an investment coach, I teach people a lot about how to control their emotions and manage their emotions, especially during times where the market's not going well. And so we don't know how people are going to deal. How people who own you know robo-advisor portfolios are gonna deal with it when the market goes down are the robo-advisor companies gonna be there to hold their hands and say you know everything is gonna be alright when things get crappy and we just don't know these companies these these uh, services have not been stress test stress tested enough and uh, until we know how these services kind of behave in a tough market it's really hard to tell like right now we know it does well when the markets going great but if the market starts going then we have no idea how how uh, how things are gonna how things are gonna go uh, there. So I'm not ready to to pound the table on these services. Uh, it's a good start. And so far, the experience seems to be a reasonable experience. Um, it's been a seamless experience setting up the account, uh, getting information about my portfolio. It's easy to get um i i have have a a very good idea of what the portfolio is doing for me how it's managing my money it's very upfront very transparent in that it's very upfront in terms of my costs associated with it so it's all good, it's all good so far, but again, I'm not ready to pronounce the judgment saying definitely you need to go get a robo, you need to have a computer manage your money. We need some more time to see how these things pan out. And guess what? I'm going to be doing that, so I'm going to continue you know, manage, letting my robo-advisor uh, manage my little pot of money there, and uh, I'll continue to blog and comment here, uh, my observations uh, about uh, the whole business model and the whole service. And uh, so. You know, stay tuned for future uh, for future updates. If you have any questions about this, uh, about robo advisors, you want me to talk a little bit about something specific about it, give me a shout or something, anything you want to talk about in terms of investing, give me a shout. Uh, you can hit me through my website www.sageinvestors.ca, or you can hit me through Twitter. I'm on there all the time, commenting, babbling about all things stocks. Uh, my handle is at Sage investors So. That's all I got for you today, and uh, it's been another episode of Stock Talk here on Periscope and also through podcasts via iTunes, so check it out. Subscribe, download, like, whatever you want to do, please. Um, so far, we've wanted, we've been only up there a little bit, and the feedback we've been getting from the webs- from the podcast has been great, so thanks. I hope, the, uh, hope there's some value for it. So uh, that's all I got for you today. Um, my name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Cheers.